Hello, everyone. Thank you for coming back to Forex Formula Radio. Today's episode is all about how important it is to gain a clear understanding of the dynamics of your community. All aspects of your community are important. What drives industry? What are some interesting historical aspects? What are the characteristics of the people living there? These elements are important to becoming a successful real estate agent. Today, we're going to be talking to Dan Cheadle. He's an owner broker in Grand Rapids, Michigan. He's been in the business a long time and he runs an office called Advantage One Realty. We have a great conversation about the importance of understanding your community. And we also touch on the evolution of the real estate industry. Newer real estate agents, are you making $150,000 or more in real estate this year? How would you like to believe with 100% certainty that you will? What if you knew exactly what to do every day to make money in real estate? Are you the type of person that will do the work, serve the people well? You would devote a good portion of the day on focused activities and habits to drive business if you just knew what to do. Does cold calling or door knocking or paying for leads freak you out? Good, because it freaks me out too. Are you working part-time and afraid to leave the job? to go full-time into real estate. Am I speaking to you right now? Give me 15 minutes and I know I can help you. Go to forexformula.com to learn how I created a recipe for success that anyone can do. You have the ingredients to be successful within you right now. You just need to know what to do. Learn how I earn multiple six figures working less than 40 hours a week. And here's the kicker. I get paid every single month. Want to learn how? Go to forexformula.com. The number four xformula.com. Dan Cheadle is a super interesting person. I'm so glad that he took the time to chat with us. He has been a licensed agent since the early 90s in Grand Rapids, Michigan. His experience and life lessons are all an amazing asset to his agents in his office. I really enjoyed our time together. Great little moments of wisdom are uncovered in our talk. And Dan Dan also runs a printing company that provides a myriad of products to help real estate agents. I have a link in the show notes, so look them up, okay? Lots of great deals in there. If you haven't already, please subscribe and share this episode to other real estate agents. You know, I really felt that I was literally sitting down for coffee with Dan and, and I just, I just had this awesome chat with somebody, you know, he's just a great guy. So you get to listen in on it. Let's get, let's get to it. You, you're in, you're in Michigan. Yep. And uh, it said, it it looks like you're identifying your office as in Grand Rapids, Michigan. Am I correct? Yes. Okay. Yeah, I, I cover West Michigan. Um, I'm located in Grand Rapids, um, but there's a community that's actually south of Grand Rapids, which is called Jenison, uh, Michigan, or Jenison and Granville. They're right. two little two little towns that are kind of connected. If you drive from one to the other, people get kind of confused. Am I in Granville or Jenison? That's how little but connected they are. They're actually divided by just a bridge overpass. Right. So, okay. That's so, how it is. Cause I'm looking at it on a map. I've never been there. Yep. So I'm looking at it on a map and I'm trying to determine, cause I remember you mentioning Jenison in our conversation yep. and I think your printing company is located. Yes. In is that right? So yes. when I was looking at that, I was going, okay, Jenison. And then, and I remember, and I saw, okay, I'm going to check out Jenison. What's going on there. And right. uh, they, I mean, they had a, a population from a census of 2011. So I mean, not really good up what I was looking at, but um, it looked like it was kind of an interconnected area. It didn't seem like it was far away. Right. And, uh, but it had a neat little feel to it. Like, uh, it, it just from looking at it in the map, like the grid of it and everything. Yeah. Um, and so I thought, okay, that's kind of cool. Cause I, I relate to that where I am. I'm in Western British Columbia 
and we're in a place called Chilliwack, which nobody's ever heard of. It's a wacky name as it is, but um, we're about an hour and a half from Vancouver, which everybody knows Vancouver. Mm-hmm. And but we feel very connected to Vancouver, but we are we have our own market in there. Yep, that's so in Grand that's Rapids. That's how we are. Yeah, it's we're southwest of Grand Rapids. It, it's a very conservative market. It's very uh, very conservative. Um, there's other parts of our area that are quite liberal, but uh, this is definitely a very conservative type market. In fact, um, we have a pretty in our neck of the woods. We have a pretty big chain of grocery stores called Myers uh, or more Meyer thrifty acres over the years. Mm-hmm. And I think they're a chain of about three or 400 stores now uh, in throughout the Midwest. So they're in Chicago and they're in uh, parts of Kentucky and Ohio and Indiana. And so it's a big operation. Now. It's a billion dollar, a multi-billion dollar uh, family operation. Wow. And the community that I'm in, Jenison, um, is the only place where Myers was closed on Sundays. Oh, wow. And you couldn't even mow your grass here without all the neighbors getting together and having coffee to say, what are we going to do about the Smiths across the street? They keep mowing their grass on Sunday. And <laughs> so this kind of ties in with real estate too, you know, because it's so unique to what identifies different market areas. But um, yeah, the, the McDonald's and the Myers were closed on Sundays up until just maybe six or seven years ago. That's how recent. Now they're open wow. because a lot of people said, hey, come on. But, uh, yeah, they were closed for years and years and years. So That's, that's really interesting. I, um, that's funny. We, uh, in our little area, too, like, actually, this is a funny little story about me and my wife. We, 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 we're, like, we were NFL fans, so we watch a lot. Who's your NFL team, by the way, real quick? Oh, well, you got to guess now. Come on, I'm in Michigan. Well, Detroit. Detroit. So, okay. So it would be Detroit. Okay, good. Lions. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah, everything's know, really close there too. You've got the Packers right across the water yep. there. You've got, you know, Minnesota Vikings, Minnesota Vikings, Cleveland Browns. They're all like right there. Chicago bears. Yep. Well, there was, uh, we are one of the, the lions is one of the original NFL teams of the original eight. That's right. That's right too. And some quarterback stuff going on there right now. And anyway, we won't get into the NFL stuff, but I love NFL. All good stuff, though. But it is great stuff. It's funny, though. Like, Nicole and I, I'll go, okay, so where, where, like, we'll just be talking, you know, wouldn't it be neat to go to a game at that stadium kind of thing? And we've done that a couple times. And and so where is that? And she would always say this for years. She'd always say this. Oh, it's in the Midwest. It's in the Midwest. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm like, oh yeah, okay. And then I caught on to this. She actually didn't know where it was. She just said Midwest because it sounded like she connected it somehow. This became a big joke. So now everywhere, anytime we wonder where anything is, it's the Midwest. It's like a little joke we have between the two of us. But <laughs> anyway. Well, you know, the Midwest is like, uh, you know, people kind of associate not even Chicago with the Midwest. Chicago right. is like its own zone, right? But, you know, you got Iowa, you got, you know, Ohio and Indiana, yeah. good, good farm country. Right. Um, and we're in Michigan and people go, a lot of people don't even know we're part of the Midwest, but they, cause we're this peninsula up there. And, and yes. so, yeah, <laughs> it's kind of like, we want to be part of the Midwest or something, but we're kind of stuck in a corner. Uh, <laughs> I think Michigan's awesome. And, and really just across, like really close to Canada, 
Um, yeah. You know, there's that uh, a lot got of the I, Sioux I, locks. Got the yeah, Sioux totally. Locks. And I find when I meet a lot of people that are from your area, um, the 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 mentality is very similar to a Canadian yeah. mentality. I don't know if I don't think it's us, you know, overspilling onto the U.S. You know, but I just it just feels like I don't know what it is. Maybe it's the surroundings how people live or, yep. or the lifestyle kind of mentality out there. I don't know yep. what it is, but it feels very Canadian. I feel very relating. I relate really well to people in that area. It's a lot colder. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, exactly. It's funny. I was in New York um, and this guy said, so um, you're, you're from Can You're from Canada. I said, yeah, from Vancouver. He says, okay, do you know Bob in Toronto? <laughs> you know, and like just no clue, right? And I said, right. yeah, he lives in the igloo right beside me. That's the, <laughs> <laughs> they think we all, you know, we all got mucklucks and stuff. But anyway, um, <laughs> enough about that. I uh, actually, it's funny because I actually wanted to get into that. That was one of the first things I wanted to talk about with you. Um, in w knowing your area, right? Like understanding Yep. your area of business and, and, and the characteristics of the people in your business. So tell me about your market area, who lives there and, and what are the most jobs and employment and what's amazing about your area? We are a very diversified market area, very diversified. We're very lucky that way because whenever there's like, as you hear a recession, our market area really it just, we go through a recession very easy because it's so diversified. We have six colleges and universities in our West Michigan market area. We have in industry, we have General Motors. Um, we now have a lot of sub General Motors and Ford suppliers that supply a lot of parts and components to General Motors and Ford. So we have that. Um, we have a very strong retail market. Uh, we are considered one of the country's top 10 test markets for retailers and restaurants. If you're thinking about putting a new product on the market, uh, this is one of the test markets. They'll come here and market their products and test it out because if it bombs here, you're probably not going to make anywhere else in the country. Uh, if it does really well here, then you're probably going to do really well in other parts of the country. So uh, we've been really uh, interesting to, to be that way. Um, we're basically two counties. Um, Kent County and Ottawa County are kind of connected. And if you look at Grand Rapids on the map and if you draw a line straight over, um, and then from Grand Rapids, kind of draw another line uh, a little bit south. They call it the Golden Triangle uh, mm -hmm. between those two points and the shoreline. Um, and that's where all our growth is. And in that area, uh, we are probably close to a million in population. Mm -hmm. Looking on a map, you would never see that or even and know that. Um, we're not anywhere as close to like Detroit is. Detroit has shrunk, uh, which is on the east side of the state. They're down to about 2 million or less. And yet the city is 50 miles by 50 miles, you know? Yeah. So it, it takes you a long time to go from one end to the other or vice versa. And yet over on this side of the town, um, it only takes you 20 minutes to get anywhere, you know? Yeah, so yeah, it's yeah. really, really interesting. That is very uh, so, interesting. And there's a reason I asked you that because you've been in the business for a while. You run a company, you're a businessman in your, in your area. And so you've taken it upon yourself to understand what drives your economy and okay. the people who are there. 
and the characteristics of the people. And that thing you said about um, the top 10 test area, that's really interesting because that would say to me, if I'm a, you know, as a corporation looking to identify whether or not a product's going to work or not, I want to know is the average American or the, or the biggest amount of buyers who, who are going to potentially buy my product, the, the characteristic of that person is here. And that's where I'm going to go, right? Right. And so that's really interesting. So knowing that, now you're a real estate agent. Mm -hmm. And you're going to start your real estate business. Understanding your market, how important is that? Oh, it's absolutely huge. Uh, you know, if you don't understand your market, where, how are you going to market yourself? And who are you going to market yourself to? Yeah. Right? So, um that's really a big thing, understanding your market. And that's something that I go over with all of our agents. Um, you know, I have advantage one realty uh, in this community, but um, that's something that we talk about all the time. I think it almost is second nature in our company. When we have coffee, when we sit down and we talk, you know, it just automatically kind of comes out. We're talking about all the things that are in our community. Mm -hmm. um, and because we are so diversified, uh, with the education, um, we have what they call the medical mile. Um, you may have heard of a company over here called Amway. They're, I know they're big in Canada. They're not big yeah. here anymore. They are in Canada. Yeah. I'm joking. Yeah. <laughs> I think they're going like, to make it. Yeah. <laughs> I, think, I think they've moved to Canada just because everybody in Canada is like, wow, this is really new. Let's check this out. You know? <laughs> Whereas in my area, they've, well, they've been here for a while, but the truth is that they have really contributed to our community as well. Um, mm -hmm. And in fact, I will, this is a joke. Um, back in the late 90s, uh, Amway went through a huge surge, mm -hmm. um, partly because they were, they put a lot of money into our community. Uh, they bought an old, old hotel downtown Grand Rapids. They they added on to it. They added this huge uh, addition. Um, they added some, you know, three-star uh, three and five-star restaurants uh, that are right on the river. And they wow. just poured a lot of their money into our downtown area to really revitalize it. Well, what we ended up having was a lot of people that were like, I don't like this. Are these guys trying to own our town? Are they trying to take it over? What's going on here? <laughs> so there was this there was this bumper sticker that everybody started buying says Amway's not our way, you know? And so, oh, I mean, man. you see these stickers all over the place. And it was crazy because um, it was like, wow, are you paying attention to what these guys are doing in this town? I mean, look at, so we are now, uh, we're the town that started um, the, uh, what's the um, um, art fest? Uh, the big, big international thing where artists come from all over the world and they bring their art here. And wow. I forget the name of what they call it, art. Um, it'll come to me, mm -hmm. but it's, it's a big deal. So we have the art, we have the culture, all of that's been put here. So when I say we're diversified, I really mean we're really diversified. So, And that um, makes for I, a healthy community, very yeah. healthy community. Oh, yeah to do that. Um, I, the, the idea of mixing classes as well, um, yeah. now is a new trend in cities, um, where you have even like yeah. buildings or a mixture of development within a, within a development of yeah. lower cost type stuff along with higher end stuff and mid range stuff, all kind of within one development. So the classes are living together 
right. and it causes everybody to rise up to each other and um, build a sense of pride and all that kind of stuff. So it's a new kind of trend, which is interesting. It's yeah. funny about the Amway thing. I was I was actually an Amway guy, um, early twenties. I was I was <laughs> pumping gas at a gas station, and and doing Amway at the time. This I don't know. I think I did it for a couple of years, but. I remember drawing circles and all that kind of stuff. And, oh, it's a good experience. But you know what the best experience that I got out of that, that I took out of that, that was amazing? First of all, it stretched my brain to understand that I can have more than just being a poor farm kid coming out of the, the farming industry and, and always complain, you know, my parents always complain about money and all that. I, it stretched my brain to go, oh my goodness, I could, I could have more. But it, you know what it also taught me it was a reading habit. It, there was one thing that the one of the big dogs at the time, I won't mention any names, but but he was talking about you got to read 15 minutes a day, fill your brain. And still to this day, I'm now in my 50s. I still do this every day. I still yeah. read something every day, like right on the other side of me. Like if I look that way right now is my bookshelf and it's stacked with books. Right. And that reading habit and, and, and instilling that success mentality or just changing your mind or, or understanding how to feed your brain was yeah. something I learned in my early 20s. And it came from Amway, which is, which is pretty cool. So that's what I got out of that. But, uh, and, and the name Amway started out from the, the words American way. Yes, very good. Not many people are up on that. I'm glad. That's really amazing that you remember that. Yeah. Yeah. They started out as the American Way Corporation. That's yeah. right. Yeah. And uh, um, yeah. start out with we LOC. Could, <laughs> well, actually, they started out with uh, the vitamins. That's uh, right. That's right, too. Yeah. The neutralized vitamins. And mm -hmm. actually, Rich and Jay were uh, fresh out of high school. Um, they went to high, they graduated from Grand Rapids Christian, right, with my parents. So oh, I wow. have a little bit of, I have a little bit of personal connection there that I could tell you some stories down the road about. Yeah, yeah. But uh, they really did well uh, with the Neutralite. In fact, they were um, in the top 10 in the company as far as their, their products. And then Neutralite got into some financial trouble, and they were actually going to go bankrupt. Mm. And then Rich and Jay decided, well, wait a minute. We're doing really well at this. We like this. We like this uh, flavor of independence and, and uh, being uh, um, self-employed. You know, we don't want to have to go get jobs. What are we going to do? Yeah. And so that would be horrible, you know. So, <laughs> I so, agree with them. <laughs> so, so, so they decided, well, let's go round up some investors and see if we can't, you know, maybe, you know, throw these guys an offer. Well, they did. And yeah. uh, they ended up buying the company out. And so it's, they bought out and took over Neutralite. And then um, one of their chemist buddies who they graduated f from high school with had this quirky, uh, unusual invention for concentrated laundry soap. Um, and they're going, concentrated laundry soap? What are, you, what are you talking about? Yeah, it'll last like three months. Well, yeah. you know, everybody was going through their box of Tide every week, you know. So it was like, how can, you know, so he introduced them to that. They put it in with all these. So you can imagine vitamins and soap. Yeah. Just yeah. somehow didn't, but it became the number one seller. People yeah. were buying that more than, and so then that's how the company got started. And so we could. Yeah. Yeah. Buy, yeah. I know, you know what? that's the American dream. That's the American way. It's the yes. whole thing. And, and you know, yeah. and, and the idea of duplication and people having their own little businesses and, and them giving the opportunity to, Hey man, you don't have to house products. You don't have to stock them. We'll supply that for you. Just go out there and, you know, right. 
And, uh, and, and, but the, the other key element to that whole thing is it had to be good. Right. Yeah. And the other thing, which is great. And now there's all these multi-level mark and there's EXP now kind of using that somewhat model in that right now, yes. which is kind of neat. But anyway, the, um, and you got the some people from Canada, of, you got some people from Canada with exit realty. Yes. Yeah. And that's where people kind of on their way out to try and create some sort of pension. But it makes sense. <laughs> totally makes sense. They're on the exit. The, um, I never did get that, but anyway. <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure about the marketing words of exit, but anyway, that's a, that's yeah. a whole other discussion. But anyway. Right. <laughs> but the idea of, of real estate, right? Like yeah. take that same mentality, yeah. right? You as a broker, you are op offering opportunity for people to come yeah. into your office and, and be a business within a business. You offer the infrastructure for them. And they can go out there and, and, and carve their own path and do a yep. great business in, in Grand Rapids, Michi Michigan. And, yep. that, and that's the way it is all over our country. Yep. The, the, the scary thing or the, or, the, or the sad thing about it, and this is probably the same for Amway too, right? There's a lot of people going out, a lot of people going in, is like 13% of the new people coming in the business, you know, they aren't making it. Or they're, they're the only ones making it, sorry. 87% yep. of the ones not right. within right. two to three years. And that is sad. That's my mission is to overcome that, like change that percentage somewhat. Yep. I can yep. even move, move the needle a few percentages and, and have, help a few more people, you know, make it great in the business. That would be wonderful. And that's exactly what we're doing with our company too. That is our, actually our company philosophy with advantage one is, yeah. is these people's, they, they do such a great job. They, I mean, the, the real estate exam is not easy. It's mm -hmm. four hours. You know, mm -hmm. I remember taking mine. I was sitting there going, oh, my God, you know, I only got an hour and a half left. And, and I don't even think I'm halfway through this thing. <laughs> you know, <laughs> fortunately, they had some real, a, a whole string of easy ones that I was in. Okay, okay, I'm doing okay now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but think about the work that they have to do to go through that exam, the, the expense, the, the, the commitment of taking all the classes, and, and uh, it's a commitment. And, you know, I feel bad. I'm with you because I feel bad that they do all this work to get their, their uh, license, and they finally get their license and go, wow, I'm a real estate agent or I'm a realtor. Yeah. And, uh, you know, and then um, – Three months, six months later, they're getting out of the business because uh, they're they're they have all these fees and MLS fees and board dues and franchise fees and everything just kind of climbs on top of them. And the wife is going, "So have you got any listings yet?" Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's yeah. the worst the worst question you want to have. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Have you had any closings yet? <laughs> exactly. What are you doing home at two o'clock? Like, <laughs> right. <laughs> no, right. Ab absolutely. So you were licensed, you got licensed in 1985. Is that right? 1993. But oh, I was actually, yeah, but I was actually doing real estate in Michigan in 1985, 86, 87. But oh. a lot of the laws changed during that period where um, if you had five or more houses that you bought or sold personally, then you would have to get licensed. And all of that happened in the late 80s. Um, oh. And I think nationwide. Yeah. Do you remember that? Man, no. I, I think I, I graduated in 86. So I wasn't even thinking about this stuff at that time. <laughs> I was still thinking about girls and uh, yeah. you know, how, how it's <laughs> <laughs> but, okay. but yeah yes. oh that's interesting okay because yeah. i saw something in your profile when i was doing yep. research 
something about 1985. So I get it now. Yeah. That makes sense. So yeah, so um, I was buying houses and selling them and fixing them up and and all of that. Um, but if yeah, and and so if you do five or more real estate deals in a given year, now yeah, now you have to have a real estate license. Same thing for a builder or whatever. So that all came out of that 1980 uh, era. So. Interesting. Okay. All right. Well, that's cool. I just learned something today. That's really interesting. But you came from what I call the pre-computer area era. There was computers. Oh, big time. Yeah. But, but it was you know only the major corporations could have a computer or. You know, if you had a ton of money, you could have a computer or, and it was enormous and all yep. that stuff. And, 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 and the, and the real estate industry wasn't built for computers yet at all. So there was this time that we went through, I got it in 97 and, and I remember, you know, just sitting down at a computer and, and going, Oh, I got to get a computer. This is in 97 and trying to figure that out. So I remember all that. And here we are fast forward. Now it's 2020 all this crazy stuff that we've gone through like in the changes and, and, and how properties get marketed and the technology and like so many things going on right now. And, and it can get noisy. It can get really confusing and, and the shiny object syndrome can yeah. really kick in Oh yeah, with so many people. And so I wanted to hit on this because you and I are from somewhat the same era. We, you know, we came from the book. I call it the book era where we controlled the information. We had a book and we weren't allowed to give that information. We weren't allowed to give the book to anybody. We had to, right. we had to keep it. And um, so let's talk about the, I call it the marriage between fundamentals and technology and social media and all that kind of stuff that, that striking that new balance now when we're talking to agents well that's a loaded question it is isn't it i think i just told you the answer but really what like how do you handle that in your office um you know that's a good question um i could probably answer a number of different ways but i'll give you the, the short answer is that you know um yeah, you're right. There has to be balance. Um, you'll lose your mind. Um, you know, I mean, I went and this, that's a good thing. Cause you, you're leading up to that is kind of like where I went through is I remember having, it was a requirement because I was doing a lot of like foreclosure properties and REO properties for banks. And all of a sudden one day um, I get a phone call from one of the top VPs of the, of the bank that I was working with saying, um, you know, we have been sending you, uh, emails, uh, but they're, they're not getting to you. I said, oh, well, I actually said electronic mail and I'm going, I'm sorry, I don't think I have an electronic mail account. And he <laughs> says, well, <laughs> so he said, well, you're in our system and you're getting out. How are you? I says, well, I've been faxing. And I've been sending, I've been, and, and that works fine. I've checked my fax this morning. I didn't get anything from you. So what are you talking about electronic mail? So I had to, in 1993, be one of the first people to get electronic mail. Uh, this is when I was a Caldwell banker at the time. And I went to one of the gals and I said, what do you know about electronic mail? And she looked at me like, what are you talking about? And I says, oh, you don't know what it is either? Like this bank I'm working with is telling me I got to get electronic mail. How does it work? I don't even know what it is. What's electronic mail? So I had to get um, hot mail 
uh, account and yeah. uh, and get set up with it so we could start communicating with it. Well, that all happened so fast. And I mean, now fast forward, like you said, I mean, you know, so I'm kind of dating myself because some of these people are going electronic mail. What's he talking about? It's email. Yeah. Yeah. No, it was electronic mail at one time. And so, um, so we had to go from that to where we are today. And so to, to fast forward, you know, things have progressed so fast. Think about all the things that we now have to deal with as far as email. And here we are on a Zoom. The mm -hmm. idea that you and I could be sitting here seeing each other wouldn't have, I wouldn't have been able to even, I would have quit real estate if I'd known that this was going to be coming because I wouldn't know how to handle it. Zoom, right. what's that, you know? And so, so we, yeah, having coffee and sitting down and meeting face-to-face -face is still, to me, just very, very critical and important. We mm -hmm. do that with all of our agents um, because it's kind of that way of, um, I think because of technology and all of these tools that we have with doing webinars and doing Zooms and doing um, all this social media with Facebook and LinkedIn, all these things that it just keeps piling on. It's very easy to sit at your computer and work for 20 hours and never leave your office, Yeah, you know? And so, um, and I think that's where a lot of these people are now at is they're thinking if they can't do social media marketing, if they can't be on Facebook, uh, if they can't do these things, then that's there. What else is there? And so we try and balance that out by meeting in person, talking in person. We meet at Panera's or we'll meet at, you know, wherever. And so hopefully I answered your question a little bit. I went a little bit roundabout, but uh, that whole balance is is really critical so did i answer your question absolutely so what i'm hearing out of that i mean this, this, that's the thing like we have seen a lot of changes happen and yeah. if, if we actually stacked them up and wrote them down and 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 had to talk to people about all the new things we've had to learn like just as i'm in my yeah. 50s and 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 i started when i was 28 years old like that span of time the amount of change that's happened in the world has accelerated if you show a curse. Yes. Now, th that's what I'm saying to you out there, listeners, is it's not gonna slow down. Like, it, it's gonna keep going, and it's probably gonna be going even faster. Right. And, and so, the fact that, I mean, you can sit there and go, I just got in the business, and, and you know, I'm really good at Facebook, and I'm really good at, great. That's good that you're good at that right now, but you gotta keep being good. You got to keep being, being able to figure out the next new thing because we don't know what it is right now. We can't even foresee it. We never could have foreseen anything to do with computers. But, you know, when I graduated, I mean, you know, we were still, I mean, people were still sending letters and like there was, there was just no way of doing it. Right. <laughs> but the thing is, is integrating yeah. at the end of the day, we need to hear what the customers want clients want i don't like using the customer word but in the in retail it's customer but but really listen to that and and you can't listen to that when you're displaying your fake self on social right. media right. or only the good parts of yourself or the you know and there's a few people that, that have this ability to get vulnerable on social media but really it's almost like a fake vulnerable it's like i'm trying to get this out there so i can get lots of comments and lots of feedback and lots of you know, cry emojis or whatever that go with that. Honestly, there is a balance there with that. And yeah. the authenticness, the realness, the human to human approach cannot be achieved. And, and it's, it's, it's almost lazy 
yeah. to think to think that you can press a few buttons, type a few things, blast off a few emails, throw off a few texts, and that's enough. I have that happen all the time with agents that I send leads to once in a while, and I'll follow up with them. I'll go, okay, how did it go with uh, Marianne? I sent you a lead to her on you know to regarding this subdivision on uh, right. Thursday. It's now Monday. Just checking in. How did it go? Well, I sent her an email. Well, did you call her? There was a phone number there. Right. You know, well, I got her, I got her machine or not machine. I, that's an old term. Sorry, guys. Dated myself again. I got her voicemail. Right. <laughs> and, exactly. Right. And then, well, did you leave a message? Well, no. And it's, it is funny that, uh, you know, a lot of the people, they, they want to be efficient but they don't want to leave a voicemail. To me, leaving a voicemail is like the most efficient thing you could do. At least. I'm leaving a bunch of information for someone to prepare themselves when they get back to me. And, and, then and go, at the least. Yeah. And then they'll call me. I'll say, hey, did you get my voicemail? No, I don't listen to voicemails. Okay, great. I'll start all over again then. Let's see. You know. <laughs> right. Right. So, you know, the human part of it and leaving information and being efficient and yeah. talking about your intention or, 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 or finding a need in a conversation. I, the first time that I get a chance to talk to somebody on the phone, whether in person or on the telephone, I'll, even if I'm, they're contacting me through text or social media or through messenger or through WhatsApp or whatever, however they're contacting me, my goal is to get voice to voice as fast as possible with them yes because they can hear the intonations of my voice they can hear the 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 emotion in my voice they can hear all those different they can hear the excitement in my voice mm -hmm. they can hear the caring in my voice like they can hear that when i'm listening to them and understanding them and feeding back what they're telling me there is no way you could do that in an email or a text right right yeah there's some real value in there that i think it, it it's have we is do you think it's possible kelly that possibly we've gone maybe a little bit too fast too forward too much forward away from some very fundamental things that like to me um i still believe it or not send a handwritten letter oh yeah a thank you yeah I mean, when's the last time you got, I mean, uh, you know, here I'm asking the interviewer, the interviewer, the question, right? But when's the last <laughs> time you got a thank you in the mail from somebody that was handwritten out? You know what? I got one the other day from a client. Wow. I did. And that, that's um, a big deal. It is a big deal. And I, when I opened that, I've kept it. Like, I don't want to throw it away and put it in recycling or anything. I want to keep it. I got a little binder. I put all my little things in that I get from people because I don't want to throw them away. Because right. it's such a big deal. They took the time to actually write out something and say, thank mm -hmm. you for your service. And sometimes they give me gift cards for things. I can't believe that people reward me and I reward right. them. But that is, it, it is so rare now. Right, right. So rare. <laughs> and, I, and, I, and, I, and I teach that to uh, our agents and they still don't get it. Um, <laughs> It's because they're they're in their, they get stuck in their way, you know. I'll ask you, hey, how come you? Because you know, now remember now, I own part of a printing company, right? Yeah. So they get a good deal. So I know, I know yeah. they haven't ordered any thank you cards, you know. <laughs> yeah. Hey, did yeah. you want to take advantage of that deal that we got right now? Take another ten bucks off, you know. Get you, you know. But but that is a big deal to me. Is when yeah. you meet with somebody. 
if you don't get the listing today, that doesn't mean they've listed with anybody else, but send them a quick thank you card. So they'll have it true that, Hey, thanks for taking the time to meet with me. Loved your house. Um, hopefully we can talk again soon. If you have any questions, call me. You know what? That 50 cents of postage is going to possibly get you over the, the, the hump with compared to other agents. So Absolutely. yeah, it's a big deal. It's a big deal. Um, and then, uh, you know, just even sending a handwritten letter. I think sometimes, uh, you know, to family and friends, especially handwritten letters are, you just don't get them anymore. No, you just don't. You know? It's just so much easier to type it on a Word document and print it <laughs> off. And, you know, I, my hand gets, I, just from not handwriting, like I used to in school and stuff, my hand gets so sore. All right. You know, even just writing on a card, you know, every year, all my kids are born in June. And so I wrote a bunch of cards out. I like to write a big message to my kids talking right. to them. About, so they keep the card and maybe mem remember something about this era of our life together. And so I'll write some stuff in there. And my hand is killing me when I'm writing. Wow. <laughs> it's horrible. Anyway, it's funny. <laughs> so the That's fundamentals. Finding that marriage between mm -hmm. the fundamental human-to-human -human approach and the human contact. Yep. And, and then, and then the, you know, I call it the, the cast a net kind of concept of, you know, let, let, I can hit a thousand people at once, or I can get a bunch of followers, or I can do these kind of things. Even yep. in, and you can hear all the people when they're talking about these things, when they teach about how to do a YouTube video, they teach about how to post on social media, they talk about being authentic. Yeah. They always talk about being authentic. So yeah. never replace that. Like even your video, Dan, on your, on your website, um, where you're talking to people about, you know, if they're going to list a home, three reasons to list mm -hmm. a home or something like that. Mm -hmm. You're just being an authentic, authentic guy. It's like you're sitting across the table yeah. talking to these people on there. There's nothing fancy about the video. There's right. no, no fancy graphics coming up and right. music leading them into it. And, you know, all this, you know, drone footage. Well, that's because that's because I couldn't afford to do that. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, it, it doesn't matter anymore. Right. Like it's all about being real. I want right. to meet the guy that's sitting across from me. That's going to be, I can look in his eyeballs mm -hmm. and I can see his, his realness. And yep. so, you know, the, all this other stuff is great. If you're going to do the social media stuff that is supposed to be amplifying who you are. Right. Amplifying your personality, your realness, what you're into, your interests, your hobbies, all that kind of stuff. And hopefully it's amplifying to other people that relate to that. Yeah. And then, then it'll be very, 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 very effective, but nothing right. can replace the human, the human. Concept. I agree. I agree. Yeah, absolutely. So in your experience, you've been running a company for quite a while mm -hmm. and you've probably seen some agents come and go. Oh, yes. We've all been through 2008, 2009. We still shudder and go, go through a little bit of a convulsion for a second when we yes. think about it. I know I do. Yeah. <laughs> That's a tough time. And, but you see people coming and go. And when you, when you observe that as, a, as an owner and dealing with agents, and when people go or, or even if they leave your office, go to another office, it hurts. Like you, you feel that, right? Like I know I did. When I was yep. an office owner, like you, you feel that personally. It actually is, it's like a breakup. It's like, it is, it hurts personally. But when you observe that and you see the people uh, come and go in the business, new agents, what do you think would be maybe one or two 
things that you think they're struggling with that that's that's the difference maker that they're not getting through to make it what do, what do i think that they're struggling with to that they're that they're not overcoming okay I would, from my experience, I would say that, uh, and it's unfortunate, but, you know, this is certainly one category, and mm-hmm. I think we could identify different categories of, of people, but, I yeah. mean, there's certainly there's the category that I have unfortunately found where people are really not sure what they want to do in life. And so somebody said, well, you'd be really good. You ought to just go get your real estate license. And mm-hmm. so they do. And they pass the exam. And now they go, now what do I do? Mm-hmm. And I, I've identified some of those people to say these people really shouldn't be in the business because they don't have that outgoing personality. They're introverted. Um, it doesn't mean that they can't. Mm-hmm. Uh, it just means that they've got a lot of work cut out for themselves to because if you're introverted, if you're shy, if you really shouldn't be in this business, it doesn't mean you can't make it. It just means you got a lot more to overcome than most people, uh, and that's and that's going to keep you from wanting to go out and meet with people, to go knock on doors, to go drive through a neighborhood and get out of your car and and shake hands with somebody, saying, "Hey, how, how long have you lived in this neighborhood?" All those little things that have to do with that. So. Um, so that's the hard part of the, about this business. And I'm sure that you have too, is that you see somebody like that and you go, man, how do you tell this person you really shouldn't be in this business? I, mm-hmm. You know, and it, that's a tough one. So I've been down that road, uh, mm-hmm. and you want to help them. You want to see them succeed, but that's just, that's just one of those categories. That's just not going to happen. Sure. Then there's maybe more head on with your question of what about the people that are here that have that personality that they could go, um, and I think it comes down to what do I see them not doing? And it's probably my, probably my number one thing would be, especially somebody that's new is not being confident to go and talk to their own families, their own circle of family and friends. Hmm. Um, it's, and this is kind of an interesting one. Think about it this way is they want to have that successful image. They want to have that appearance that, Hey, I'm already successful. I'm, I'm the big shot over at Remax, um, or I'm the big shot over at Keller Williams (laughs) and I'm really succeeding before they end up talking to their family, their friends. But you know what? The best leads and the best start that you can get in this real estate business is with your own circle of friends and family. That's the best place. Can I tell you a quick story? Sure. Yeah. This is one that I share with every one of my new agents. When I first got started, I was at Caldwell Banker and I'll never forget that um, I had that same mental stumbling block of I'm embarrassed. I don't want people to think that I'm not successful. I don't want people to think that I'm just getting started and I haven't made my first buck. Mm -hmm. So I can't really go and talk to my family members. I'm kind of embarrassed because they're going to go, well, how, how has it been working out for you? How are you doing? Well, I'm just getting started, you know? So I, I really had that stumbling block and I had a hard time getting it over. My dad and I had lunch one day at a local restaurant, he says, you know, your Aunt Vera is getting ready to sell their house. Really? Wow, that's cool. You should give them a call. They'd love to hear from you. And uh, 
so I let a couple of weeks go by and I'm, how am I going to approach him? How am I going to talk to him? And I should have just picked up the phone and said, Hey, dad said, but I didn't, I let it go. And uh, two weeks later we got together and had lunch and my dad says, did you ever give them a call? I says, no, I haven't, but I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to probably call them uh, this week. Well, it's a little late. Uh, Apparently right after I talked to you, they listed the house with uh, uh, somebody from Remax uh, and they sold it in two days (laughs) and, uh, and, and sold it for 349,000. I'm going 349,000. Holy mackerel. I could have made, (laughs) <laughs> oh my God, that was six or seven thousand. Boy, they ought to pay, paid all my bills for the next. And, oh yeah, and then they decided to go buy another house, and they bought that house for four hundred forty-nine thousand. I'm going, no, they didn't. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the thing, isn't it? You know, if everybody assimilated the dollars to the action, it's uh, yes. it's amazing. It is absolutely yeah. amazing. So you that know, was how a, many of us have that story? Yes, I've got that story too. Yeah. yeah. So, so I mean, that taught me and to pass that on to my agents, you know, have the guts to at least send everybody a letter and say, Hey, I'm just getting started. You know, if you know anybody, if you, if you're talking to anybody, keep me in mind, at least do something, but start with your family and your friends, because I mean, God, every one of them knows somebody that's thinking about making a move. And, um, and I didn't know that. And I didn't do that. So. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And you know, it, that, and that's where there's the contact aspect of it, letting everybody know. And then, you know, hopefully all these people that know you uh, are connected with you in social media as well. So now you start to document your journey as yeah. a real estate agent and, and maybe things that you're doing and how your day's going. And, you know, your first meeting, talk about your, your nervous jitters on your first meeting, but that's okay. That's authentic. And they're seeing you working. They're seeing what you're going through and they respect that. They actually, you know what? There is nothing embarrassing about that. Absolutely. Everyone has to go through it. And how many times have you given someone a shot, right? Like even with your other businesses or anything else you've done in your life, I have this all the time where I have a young guy knock on my door and go, you want your gutters cleaned? I'll do it for a hundred bucks. And he's got rosy red cheeks and he's ambitious. And I'm like, I've got to give this kid a chance. Right. Yes. Clean my gutters. I'll give you a hundred. Cause you're not going to get great. I don't want to get on the ladder and do this and get all mucky. Great. You're willing to do this for a hundred bucks. Absolutely. Right. right. By the way, the back of my house goes down three stories. So good luck on that. But anyway, right. <laughs> just joking. But the, the, uh, you got a double, double extension ladder. <laughs> there's nothing wrong with being ambitious and being enthusiastic. Right. And, uh, and, right. and you don't have to be a salesperson to do that. Just be authentic. Um, So very exciting, but that's very interesting stuff. So, you know, we've talked about, you know, how knowing your market, knowing and understanding the the people in your market, right? Grand Rapids, Michigan is, is the typical American, right? It's all American city. Yeah, it is. American city. It's, you know, it's got universities there. There's, there's, you know, there's um, GM and auto parts businesses and all those kind of stores there. There's distribution centers that come from Grand Rapids, Michigan, just because of location. And I understand yeah. that too. There's tons of distribution and warehousing going on there. There's so that, that is a, and, and, and proximity to Canada and all that kind of stuff. There's, there's a lot of great, so normal people. Yeah. Right. So yes. how do you figure out an area to focus on and then speak their language? 
in everything you do and how you talk to them and, and listen to what they, their needs are. So that, that's it. Know your market, understand your market, get really yep. intimate with it, create an avatar even of the yep. people that you want to serve and start thinking about how they talk and, and really listen to the, even the lingo they use is yep. really important when you're starting to do marketing. And if you're going to do social media marketing or video marketing or any of that kind of stuff, or when you knock on the door and you talk to them and you see a vehicle in their driveway and it's from Ford and you know, all those kind of things. Um, just be thinking about all those things that are all the perimeter stuff. So yeah, know your market. Whoops. Know your market. Then understand change. Change is going to happen. You and I have seen it. We've seen it a lot slower, I yeah. think, than how other people are going to see it. So you got in the last five years even. Yes, absolutely. Embrace change. Yeah. Understand what the next new thing is. I remember I was doing, I had a guy doing videos for listings and he had to carry the camera on his shoulder and it was like nine minute videos of listings. I was one of the first people to do this. They were ridiculous. They were horrible videos. And, and I remember bragging how it's an HD. Now you can just sit there with your phone. It's unbelievable what you can do yeah. now, but yeah. it's going to keep changing. It's going to get, you know, we're going to have holograms of houses. We're going to, I don't know what's going to happen, but it's going to be amazing. Mm -hmm. So just embrace change, get ready for it. Mm -hmm. Find out what the, the best person is doing out there and figure out how to do it as good or better if you can mm -hmm. to give create your value proposition when you're sitting down with people. So I'm hearing that. And then we talked about um, the, the, the struggles that we see new agents um, kind of having to overcome. And, and there is a personality profile out there that, that I believe everybody thinks is, is a really successful real estate agent. And I think um, anyone who can, I'm an introvert. Believe it or not, here we are having this conversation. You'd never know it. I am too. Yeah. You and I, I wouldn't tell you that, but I am. Yeah. And I mean, it's not, I don't think it's, you're putting yourself down by saying it or anything like that. No. And, no. But I am an introvert. I actually, I like going into big crowds or, or things like, ah, just totally uncomfortable. Yep. Totally. Meetups, like all, I can't stand it. Chamber of Commerce things, but I do it. Yes. And, and I've had well, to you figured out how to overcome that. It's still a part of you, but you figured out how to overcome that. Absolutely. And you know, you yeah. almost have to create a bit of an alter ego type caricature, character, yeah. color, what you want, still be authentic, still be real, but it's like this almost another person, right? Yes. And, but you know where it comes from and listen, listen to this for a second, people. You know, they have pills for that. From? It's, it's called schizophrenia. Yeah, it's called dual personality. But the, the, the thing that helped me overcome that was I had to start thinking outside myself. I had to start thinking, how can I help this person? How can I figure out how to be of value to that person? How can I you know, ask questions to determine what their needs are. And it's funny when you think out your outside of yourself and you start asking questions about them, they think you're the most intelligent person in the world because, yeah. and all you're doing is just talking about them. Right. Eventually it'll turn to you and they'll go, so what do you do? Right. And there you go. Your, your door is open, right? Yes. But it's a warm door. It's an easy door. It's, it, it's, it's, everything comes down. So anyway, just throwing that out there. If you're struggling with that kind of stuff or if you're, if you're having a hard time kind of maybe overcoming that or, or feeling that that's a weakness of yours, I believe every personality type can actually make a lot of money in real estate. But yes. every single personality type has things to overcome. Even the yeah. guys who look like they are got this great type A personality, they have something to overcome because believe it or not, they actually intimidate a lot of people. 
And they don't relate to a lot of people. They relate to actually sometimes a smaller number of people. Because believe it or not, there's other introverts out there. <laughs> yeah. And they well, need your some help. Of, some of your most successful uh, people uh, from all different industries, even, even in Hollywood, where you believe that you've got to be an extrovert to be successful in Hollywood, some of your most successful people are actually introverts. They just figured out how bad – they figured out what they want, and they figured out how bad do I – want it and what am I willing to do to get there and am I can I find a way to put these introverted feelings aside so that I can so I can get to my goals and so it's it's kind of like what's your goal how bad do you want to do it and what are you willing to do it I mean if, if you're introverted right and I tell you right now I've got I'm writing a check out to you right now for 1.5 million dollars I know you want it I know that you're willing to, and I think that you you you'll forget that you're an introvert if I tell you what you need to do to get that one one point five million dollars. You won't even remember that you're an introvert, but that but that's the mindset that we have to play with. Yeah, yeah, and that's 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 incredible. The the, the you got to deal with that. Like there's stages to growth for every human being, and every one of us have stuff. Every one of us have come from. The, whatever happened in our past and our background and things that were said to us when we were five years old, whatever, like all this kind of stuff, teachers that have talked to us a certain way, friends that have influenced a certain way, everybody has it. Everybody has it. But in order to become the best version of yourself, we need to feed your brain. You need to figure out how, things that you overcome. When you start to overcome certain things, you're going to, you're going to experience many successes and then you're going to experience a little bit more confidence. And then when you have that confidence and you build a new belief, and once that new belief is solidified in your brain, it's amazing the things that you can start to do. So I just want to encourage you in that. If you're thinking that, I want you to hear that message out of what, what Dan was talking about because that, that is a struggle that we see happening. And, and thank you for bringing it up because that actually is something that um, I believe is, is almost like one of the epidemics of our industry right now. Yeah. And, uh, and what people will say, don't be a secret agent. Right. <laughs> Right. Don't be a secret agent. Everybody should, you should be proud of what you do. Yeah. Yep. You got to be fired up about it. And, and when you get a chance to talk to somebody about real estate, whenever that is, that is the most exciting moment. You love talking about real estate. And you know what? Mm -hmm. When you're researching, when you're infiltrating your brain with everything real estate, when you're looking at houses, even when you don't have people to show houses to, you look at houses. If you become everything real estate and you determine a, a neighborhood or a client type you want to go after, then you need to know everything about them. If you start to just absorb all that information, it'll just start coming out of you. And, and, and you'll go, what did I just say that? Did I, yep. did that just come out of my, how did that just, I just said that that's going to start happening. And the excitement of that is going to cause business and you will get business from it. Get excited. Yep. You worked hard to get a license. You have that license. It came in the mail. Now become an expert. Yeah. And uh, Kelly, you put it very well, you know, become an expert. Um, and uh, because the, the truth is, and we know this, there are so many people that have that license that have not taken upon themselves to become an expert. Yeah. They're in this business. They're kind of floundering around. They might get some listings. They might make some sales, but they haven't taken the steps to become an expert. Mm -hmm. uh, and so I like what you just said there. I think that that's, that sums it up really well. Become an expert and then you will, you will have the right 
um, you'll you'll naturally develop tools yes just by becoming an expert absolutely like what will happen is you'll go look at five properties let's just say you've decided this is the price point I want to go after this is the client type I want to go after you go look at five properties just book showings go look at them all by yourself if you want to take another person in the office take take your wife whatever <laughs> and you go look at these properties and then you're gonna bump into somebody mm -hmm. And they're going to start talking and you go, you know what? I just looked at a house the other day. It actually had a really big yard. I thought it was a pretty good deal. You said you wanted RV parking. Yeah, that's yeah. got room for the RV along the side. You know what? We should go take a look at that. That will just come out of you. These opportunities come from yeah. just being an expert, just absorbing yeah. every single thing. Yeah. So that's very cool. Thanks for that message. That's awesome. The, when I study the NAR uh, stats, of what the, and I think they interviewed, National Association of Realtors, they interviewed something like mm -hmm. a lot of people, I can't remember what it was, I think it was like 200,000 people or something answered this survey, which is incredible as it is. And the number one reason that people picked an agent was reputation. Mm -hmm. And it was a landslide difference between number one and number two, but number two was neighborhood specialist. So what do you wanna work on people? Right? Like what is the right. first thing you want to do? You want to gain a good reputation as somebody yep. who's working, who's somebody's a realtor, who's somebody's fired up about being a realtor, excited about being a realtor, talking about being a realtor and talking about houses and talking about real estate. That's your reputation as a person that serves your community well, yep. is, a, is a force in your community for good. Yep. That is the reputation you want. So be, yep. you know, build that reputation fast, do it as fast as possible, do a bunch of things to make that happen and then become a neighborhood specialist in your area. Yeah, yeah. And that's it. Can I add to that? Yeah. <laughs> so, quick story, and I'll make it about 30 seconds. So, I was at a function um, a couple weeks ago and um, ran into a gal. Uh, she was from a totally different community that I was from, and we got to talking. So, what do you do? Well, I'm a real estate broker. Oh, yeah, I'm in real estate too. Okay, well, what company are you associated with? Well, I'm with Keller Williams. I says, awesome. And she seemed like a kind of a young gal just getting started, but uh, very outgoing, very nice. And uh, so we trotted for, so I said, so do you have a market that you farm? She says, um, no, I don't sell farms. Um, I'm more in residential. <laughs> and <laughs> I hope you get that joke, everybody. I really hope you get that joke. <laughs> Some of them don't. So we're going to have to explain. <laughs> <laughs> so right off the bat I'm going oh boy yeah. you know her broker's got to get with her and start working on some marketing but uh, to tie in with what you were saying about yeah. community I am just all of my agents that we have on board uh, we talk about farming all the time and you know whether you're farming all of Grand Rapids or if you have a particular zip code that you want to work mm -hmm. but um, farming is really big and we could talk more about that as as if you want to but uh, I just want to share that little story because that that is classic for what our business is all about and yeah. um, That's so I, I I think it's a big thing for people to really, uh, that's part of becoming an expert and knowing your community yeah. is uh, really understand how to farm your area. Absolutely. And it's funny thinking like a farmer, right? Yeah. You yeah. know, like you, you can't pull on a stalk of corn and make it grow faster, right? right? But you can right. plant it. That's right. At the seed and you can yep. plant lots of seeds. Some That's of them right. are going to grow faster. Some are going to shoot up a little quicker. Some are going to be taller. Some are going to be short. You don't know. You can't control it. 
right and control the planting yeah and 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 that's that's a huge thing that we teach um in our in our in our course because if you're thinking like a farmer, if you're thinking like a planter of seeds all the time and you're planting good seeds and you're nurturing the seeds and you're, and you're giving it the water, the drip campaigns and you're, you know, all that kind of stuff, you can't help but succeed. We all want the now business. We want that now business right no, now, but we exactly. can't ignore the soon and later business and the past business that we no. You know, we want that now business, but we can't ignore any of those other things. We got to keep planting. Anyway. I'm going off on a tangent, but uh, <laughs> that's a good one, though. It's a good yeah. tangent. That's interesting. So that was cool to talk about that. Let's talk about your printing coming real quick. Mm -hmm. So you have a printing company that mm -hmm. I checked out the site. My goodness, crazy deals. Yes, like that, that is good. There's some good pricing in there. Yes, and, there is. And you know, I still think there. You know, there's lots of different efficient ways of sending stuff out now. Mm -hmm. But I'll tell you, even in email campaigns, like I have a MailChimp yes. thing and all that. Yeah. Like even in email campaigns, yeah, it could be pretty good. People get ticked off at them after a while or they start to unsubscribe or you get your 20% open rates and you get all the, like you don't get it all or it goes into junk yeah. or like it's not a perfect thing to just plug in an email address right. and send, send nicely crafted emails. I mean, sure, try it, do it, your CRMs, all that kind of stuff, do it. Yep. But there's another way to target and direct mail. Now, like when people get direct mail, yes. it's, it's actually happening less now. Yes, it is. Right. People are yep. getting away from it. And so I think there's an opportunity there. There really is. Um, and you, I think you really nailed it on the, on the head. Um, I, I always try and tell the agents that we have is what is the one, th you know, one thing that every homeowner has in common and they'll sit there and go, uh, they all have a front door as well. Yeah, I imagine they do. Uh, well, they have a garage. Well, not all of them do. Uh, <laughs> come on guys, help me out here. What, what do all these homeowners have in common? And you know, it's a mailbox. And, uh, if you don't own that mailbox, even in, I don't care if it's a half a zip code, mm -hmm. you know, uh, you know, so I think tying in with what you're talking about is, is very important. We talk about that a lot with our agents, mm -hmm. uh, is how important it is because I'm, I'm, I'm not saying not to do some of these other things. I'm not saying mm -hmm. to not do Facebook or social media or not to do email marketing or anything like that. Mm -hmm. But as you pointed out, you don't know, which one's getting it, which ones are not, and which ones are unsubscribing and so forth. You can't control that. But in a mailbox, um, I can tell you right now that I had um, somebody about uh, eight years ago who's now one of my best clients um, call me and say, would you please take me off your mailing list? I'm getting tired of looking at your postcards and I'm tired of looking at your face and I will put my face on all my postcards. And so he knew what I looked like, but I didn't know what he looked like. So when he came into our office, uh, he was really upset. And I said, well, I don't have any control over that. I will talk to the post office and see what we can do to work that out. But I, but I do tell you this, you can throw it away when you get it. I promise you, you know, it won't hurt my feelings. And it's okay, fine. <laughs> well, I can tell you two years later, two years later, I got a phone call from somebody that said, um, we've been getting information. We live in, you know, Cascade Woods. And I recognize the voice. And... <laughs> He said, would you be willing to come over and look at our house? I said, sure. And I got over there and sure enough, I recognized them. They didn't think I'd recognize them or I would remember them yeah. from coming into our office and giving me a hard time. 
but uh, as the conversation went and I did get the listing and I says, I remember you. He says, you do. I says, yeah, you, you were really upset at me for, you told me to, yeah. you had some very choice words for me <laughs> to, to take me off the F uh, mailing list for the post of. <laughs> so he says, man, I'm so embarrassed that you remember that. I said, don't worry about it. It's a good laugh. So yeah. anyway, so it does work and it is, it is, it is important. And, and, uh, it, it is a great way to plant seeds. Uh, so we do a lot of that with our company, Yeah, but yeah, we have some amazing printing deals. Um, we pride ourselves on not only having some good deals to, to, to hit on your other point, um, we beat, uh, a couple of the big internet companies uh, that are out there and probably by 40 or 50%, as well as all of our printing prices include shipping and tax as well. So it's pretty mm. good. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to be looking into it actually and getting some stuff dealt on that too. I'll and give you a special deal. Oh, that's awesome. You don't even <laughs> need to. I'm happy to pay. It looks like good deals already. I, um, and I've got an ebook coming out called The Quick Commission Blueprint. And I think it, it really breaks down um, just how to start, how to get going. And, uh, and then the, our course actually fleshes all those activities up. But I'm going to give it away. Like, I just think every agent should have this. And nice. um, so what I'm going to do is I'm actually going to print quite a few. I think it's a good idea. It can be sent as an ebook, no problem, PDF, that's all good. But I really feel like someone should have that sitting on their desk. Like, Absolutely. And, and they should just open it up and go, oh yeah, I should do that. Like that's, that's literally what I want this book to do for people. And I'm willing to give it for free because wow. I just think every agent just needs to have it. Like it, it should be something that every broker gives their agents, I think. Wow. And uh, maybe one day I'll charge for it. I don't know. But right now I think I just, I just want to help. And then, you know, if they want to flesh it out and, and get good at the skill sets and the mindsets and the, and the setting up the goal section and dealing with the why and really fleshing out the why in our course, which we do, because mm -hmm. you know, why do people have to get pumped up all the time? Why do they got to get more? Like you said about writing the check for $1.5 million. Like, why is that got to be it that motivates them? Right. Mm -hmm. the, if you really flat understand your why and what makes you get up in the morning yep. and what gets you fired up, you will overcome. You don't have to be pumped up if yep. you understand it. And yep. so we really get into that and then we move on forward. And then I think also successes help people get motivated, right? Like if you have a mini success, yep. you kind of overcome something, you go, wow, I just did that. That's awesome. I got a result out of that. Cool. What if I could do this? And you start to get you, your own motivation builds on its own dopamine really of your own successes. And, uh, and that's what I believe is how people should succeed rather than just going to get pumped up at a seminar, call it the fire and fizzle. Then they fizzle out again and then they're starting back at square one and or they run into their first problem and then they're back at square one or whatever. So anyway, I'm rambling on again, but oh, I really, stuff. I, I just, it's so important. I just, I really want to help out the new agents. I think they need to, they need to get the right information right now. There's a lot of information that sounds really sexy and all that. And, and it just, you know, you see these people that look like superstars or, or, or heroes, you know, that, that do these things. Yeah. And you go, wow. They're just so amazing. How did he do it? And then he tells you how he does it and you go, yeah, I don't know if I could do that. Like that. They, I, it can't be that way. The training has to be for everybody in my mind. Well, it's do, it's gotta be duplicatable, right? Every, every, yeah. if, if, if it's duplicatable, then everybody can do it. Yeah. And that's the way it should be. That's the way it should be. So what are you, you going to call your book? I'm going to call it the Quick Commission Blueprint. 
Okay, the quick commission blueprint. Okay. Yeah, that's coming up. So I'll be sending that to you to, to get a quote on printing. It'll be, a, it's just a short book. It's like 20 pages, a little bit of pictures and stuff. But, but that's, pl covers, that's plenty. Yeah, but it covers the basics. And uh, so I'll get that out to you and, and you can share that with your agents or whatever. Too. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll promote it. We've we got a number of ways we can promote it. So yeah, awesome. I can't wait to see it. Thank you for listening today. I appreciate you taking the time to be with us. I really do. I hope I hope you're getting value from this podcast. If you're enjoying the content, please take a moment, put a comment in if you're in iTunes or Apple Podcasts and feel free to share to people that you know. I'm hoping to reach as many real estate entrepreneurs out there and, and just give you guys like aha moments and I hope you're related to some of the things that we spoke about. Everything from understanding your market to understanding your personality, contacting people you know, and in everything you do, just be your authentic self. You know, if you're feeling stuck or you're just getting started in the industry, I encourage you, check out my website, 4xformula.com. That's the number 4xformula.com. Right now, I'm offering a full course for real estate agents for $67 a month right now. I was charging $1,000, but I wanted to make it comfortable for you to get started and learn all the aspects to get business fast and create raving fan clients so that you never have to worry about getting business. Start easy for $67 and cancel anytime. We don't lock you in, no contract. Just learn how to make a lot of money in real estate. Prices will be increasing soon, but I promise I'm not going to raise prices to the people who are already in the members area. I'm constantly adding new material and I have two other partners right now that are producing courses for the members and the members are going to get access to that course for free. Does that sound good? Head to 4xformula.com. Okay, that's it for today. Make a great day. 